Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Figuring It Out. It's been a couple weeks since I've done a solo episode, but I hope that you guys have really enjoyed the guests that I've had on. They were both dear friends of mine, and I have so, so many more guests who I want to have on uh, in the past couple years with COVID. I've made a lot of friends through social media, through TikTok and Clubhouse and Instagram. I've been able to connect with people in the spiritual community and people around my age who are also trying to do like an entrepreneur type of thing. So in the past couple of years, I've made a lot, a lot of online friends and I will definitely show you guys more of them. I'll have more of them coming on here pretty soon. So yeah, I quite like recording with other people because it's nice to have someone to bounce off of. And I find myself like more, I guess it's more natural for me to be in that situation. Um, I have my roommate's cat might be running around a little bit in the background, but he's really cute. So I don't want to keep him out of my room. Anyways, I hope that you're doing well today. And whether you're listening in the morning, afternoon, whenever, I hope that uh, you're doing well. And thank you again for choosing to spend your time to listen to my podcast. And just, yeah, thank you so much for even doing that. It means a lot to me. So before we get into more of the episode today, I want to, I want to in the future now have more of an intro where I go over some life updates and kind of just talk about relatable things. Um, So for example, like we can talk about a highlight and a low light of the past week. I'm just going to kind of think of them off the top of my head. For me, I'll start out with a low. Uh, So a low for me in the past week has been that I've just been very fatigued. I've been a little, just honestly, dealing with a bit more depression lately, and maybe I'll do an episode on this. Um, Basically, a month ago, I decided to stop taking medication for uh, anxiety and depression. I was taking Prozac and Lamictal for about a year, so about a month ago, I made the decision to come off of those medications, and I can go into this probably in in another episode, but in a nutshell, I wanted to see how I was coming off of them because there were certain side effects I was having, like I was still having anxiety. And so uh, I've been trying more natural things like taking more magnesium and supplements. And yeah, I've really been diving into taking care of my health a lot better and, um, doing things to make sure I'm getting the right nutrients because apparently if you are deficient in things like magnesium or uh, B12, for example, those things can often lead to, they can be associated or correlated with like depression. And apparently there are studies out there that talk about how when you start taking magnesium, Um, that helps a lot with depression and anxiety symptoms, but yeah, I'm still kind of finding the right magnesium actually, because fun fact, there's like five to 10 different types of magnesium supplements at least. So yeah, just a low for me. 
I mean, in general for the past month has been my energy. Um, I've been pretty fatigued, but you know, we're getting through it. And I think it's important to make changes uh, with your health every now and then just to see if your body has changed and to see if you could be doing better um, on or off a certain medication, maybe changing your diet. I don't know. I, I want to give any medical advice. Uh, don't take any of that advice from me, but it's just, that's a change that I've kind of been going through. But um, a high of mine would just be, well, for one, we had a couple really warm days here in North Carolina. So this past weekend, we had, well, I'm not quite ready for summer, but I love being in the sunshine and I'm just ready to to experience the beauty of spring. I actually used to hate spring because I would get really bad allergies when I was younger. And I actually, I still get allergies. In fact, today, for some reason, I'm having bad allergies, even though it's like still winter. But now spring is actually my favorite season. I, I used to hate it when I was young, but over the past couple of years, I've really come to find a lot of beauty in spring. So besides that, uh, that's my low and high of the week. And it took me a long time to get into crystals. You know, at first I just saw them as like rocks basically, but it, when you start learning more about them and you gain an appreciation for like how they were created and all the different colors, shapes, textures, like I have become more of a fan of crystals, but I just have some small ones. I don't really have that many that many big ones either. So um, we'll go ahead and kind of go over how this episode is going to be. What I'm going to talk about in this episode is human design. What is that? And maybe how could it help you in your life? I'm also going to talk about astrology. There's there's a lot I want to say about this. You know, it's, it is a pseudoscience, I think. That's the best way to, to, to describe it. But what I want to talk about with astrology is how there's actually some pretty helpful information that you can get from it. And when I was a psychology major, I had a class where we actually learned about, you know, all the pseudosciences and how bad they are. But listen, I have gained a lot of helpful insight from astrology personally in my life. So that's what I want to talk about later on. Yeah, we'll get into all of that later. So let's go ahead and start out with human design. I'm going to reference a couple websites here that I'll link down below because I'm not an expert on human design. It's just something that I learned about a couple years ago. And I find it helpful because it kind of describes different personality types, different ways of seeing the world, different ways of knowing how to work with your energy, knowing how to, it really helps to define how your productivity works and how to get the best work out of yourself. If you're, you know, if you want to focus more on career or uh, like if you're studying as a student, I just think that it helps when it comes to thinking about productivity. So um, I'm going to read an excerpt from this website. I'll link down below. Basically, 
there are five energy types. Manifester, manifesting generator, generator, projector, and reflector. And again, I'm reading this right off the website. These energy types form the foundation of human design. Your energy type suggests how you are meant to use your energy in the world in order to experience the least amount of friction and the most amount of ease or flow. Friction happens when you're not operating in alignment with your energy type. In other words, when you're trying to be someone you're not designed to be. For example, as a generator, I have a fairly consistent energy throughout the day. This is not me. This is the author talking. I'm not a generator. So she says, from the moment I wake up to the moment my head hits the pillow, I'm pretty much go, go, go. My projector husband, on the other hand, is designed to expend his energy in waves, which I'm a projector. That is my type. He can work intensely for short periods of time, but will inevitably hit a wall after a few hours. If he tries to match my generator work schedule, he will become less and less productive as the day goes on, which I completely relate to. He is best served to work for four hours straight and then relax and refuel. The outcome of a day's work may be identical, but how we achieve this outcome is very different. So yeah, that's the end of the paragraph that I wanted to read. There's a lot more that goes into human design. Um, This author, her name's Alexandra Cole. She talks about the the energy centers, Um, And how when you're reading a chart for human design, you look at, there's all these geometric shapes and they're connected by different lines. There's also a lot of interconnection with that, the chakra system. I don't know if I even said before I read this, um, but it's based on, it's based on your birthday, your location. The way she describes it also is that it's a, it can be described as a personality test. And it's based on ancient traditions, the chakra system, the Kabbalah, and also it it is related to astrology. Again, it's basically to help you with how to go about life, how to interact with the world to get the best out of you. Um, Well, I mean, not just how to, this is, it describes literally like, like how events tend to happen in your life. So for me, I'm a projector. Again, the different types are the manifester, the generator, the manifesting generator, the projector, which is me. And then there's a very rare type of human design called the reflector, which is only about 1% of the population. Generators and manifesting generators make up a large percentage of people. Projectors are about 20% of the population. So these things aren't evenly divided, uh, which is different than astrology. Astrology, you know, it's 12 months, 12 different signs. And I think that would have a much more even spread. But human design is not really evenly spread between the different types. And the main point there is to talk about how society, like the way we work, the nine to five schedule, the hustle and grind mindset, you know, that works for some human design types, such as, I believe, 
you know, the generator and the manifesting generator, you know, those are more of a go, go, go type of personality type. Whereas if you're different than that, it can be hard for you to operate in this world and it can be hard for you to understand how to be productive and how to work, um, how to do a nine to five, you know, as a projector, basically she was saying her, her husband is a projector and like he can work for a couple hours and then he gets kind of burnt out. And that's pretty similar for me. Another thing about projectors is that I mentioned this in a past episode with Anshal, actually the previous episode, I was talking about how like projectors don't usually put themselves out there until they're invited to or it's like until they get an opportunity and it doesn't happen very often and for me i would say an example of that was my tedx talk you know that's something that was once i don't know if you would say it's once in a lifetime but it was a pretty rare opportunity and i decided to go for it but i haven't done something that big since then and i could probably try to apply for all these public speaking gigs but for me as a projector what works best is to kind of like store my energy and wait until something comes to me wait for the invitation which sounds very passive but I just have learned, like, for me, that is a better way of working and going about life. Because if I try to force things, it usually doesn't turn out very well. Like, I did actually try applying for some public speaking opportunities. And those things just, you know, they just didn't end up turning into anything. So it's a weird human design to be a projector. Because it's like, you kind of just, like, you store your energy and then you wait for certain opportunities where you can finally like shine and show yourself. So it's kind of like, it has pros and cons. Um, because when those moments come, it's really exciting. But the rest of the time, it, be, it can be kind of boring when you're kind of just sitting around waiting for those types of opportunities to come. But you know, makes you different. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the main part of what I wanted to say about human design you can go ahead and look up your own chart the chart is a little hard to read i will say but even just knowing like if you are a projector manifester generator like even just knowing that can help a little bit so you know this is going out to people who may struggle to understand how to best uh how to best interact with the world and this is for people who want to understand more about their own psychology basically this whole episode about astrology and human design and even just like personality types in general, there's a lot of criticism around these subjects because, and I've actually like learned, um, I've listened to, to some podcasts about like during my psychology degree, they actually had us listen to some things about how labeling yourself as a personality type can be harmful and it's been used in the workplace um, and it has caused people to either not get a job or lose their job uh, because they had to take a personality type test. And, you know, if something that came out on their test was like they don't work well with others, then sometimes employers like took that very seriously and didn't end up hiring them or they lost their job or like someone else got the job. I don't know. There's a lot behind 
that that you can look up. But yeah, there there could be a harmful side to all of this in that labels, you know, labels are powerful. Once you label yourself as something, you might restrict your actions, you might only behave in a certain way, you might excuse some of your behavior for being like a personality type one, for example. In those cases, you know, using it as an excuse is definitely not helpful. I think that there is a harmful side to labeling yourself with all these different personality types. However, there's a helpful side to all of this too, which is why I wanted to create this whole episode is to talk about how there's some very like helpful psychology that you can, that you can learn in this. And for me, I'll start going into astrology a little bit and just why why it's helped me. So I remember I first kind of learned about it when I was 12, 13. And literally, ah, literally, I don't know why it's hard for me to pronounce that sometimes. When I was in seventh or eighth grade, I don't know. I had a band director, I was in band, um, and my band director one day came up to me and it was so random. He was like, are you a cancer? You know, as in like a cancer in the zodiac sign. And I didn't even know that much about the zodiac signs i didn't know that much about my own so i was just like yeah i think so you know this is my birthday and he was like yeah yeah i guessed that like i i can see that for you (laughs) so he like guessed it without any other guesses and you know that can be a coincidence but it was that point where i started looking into it and i remember either that night or maybe it was a couple weeks later i remember going and looking up the different zodiac types and looking up, you know, what is a cancer? What does it mean to be a cancer? I was reading the description about it and it went really deep, really deep into like, you know, how you process dark things that happen to you and trauma and like even, I don't know, it just, it wasn't superficial at all. It it got very deep into like how this type of like personality can go about their life and i cried i started crying while reading it and part of it actually said yeah cancers like they can get very emotional and cry a lot and i think the part that got to me was like it talked about how cancers might go and look at old pictures and bry being nostalgic about past events and stuff and when i read that i definitely broke out into tears and it's just i had never felt so heard in my life up until then it was a very emotional experience for me learning about that i think i think that was probably a big exposure to it really helped me to understand myself because then it gave me like a third person perspective on myself and how how I would used to get like kind of sad and sentimental and look, everyone can get emotional and sentimental. I'm just gonna go ahead and talk about a couple years ago, a psychology class I took where we had a section of the class. We had like a couple weeks devoted to pseudosciences and we learned about how people 
if you give them like a piece of paper with a description, you know, astrology description, and they don't know like which one it is. I just remember watching this video where a teacher handed out like these papers to people and said that each paper was specifically for them. He'd be like, oh, Jessica, like here's your astrology report, like based on your sign. And so he gave the papers out to everyone in the class, had them read them. He then asked after they read them, he was like, okay, how many of you guys think this is really accurate? Or like, how many of you just think this is pretty accurate to who you are? And they like all raised their hands. Okay. And then apparently he said, or it was shown, it was found out that every single piece of paper was identical. So everyone in the class got the same description, same personality description. And they had all basically said, you know, it's accurate. <laughs> you know, my professor had us watch that and we had a lot of other discussions about astrology and it being a pseudo pseudoscience. When I was a physics major, a lot of people who are majoring in sciences like that, hard sciences, they made fun of astrology. I still know people who make fun of it. And I've also become aware that the signs were designed based on a system that was created like 2000 years ago. And the earth, like something about the position of the earth has changed slightly since then. So the zodiac signs are actually like a month off or something. I think it's like three weeks off. So it's like the signs should actually be shifted. I can't confirm that. I mean, I think that's true. Like, I don't have my source with me right now. I can probably find one. But I think that there is some benefit you can get from learning about how people are different and how some people are more have more of a temper some people get sad more than any other emotion which is me <laughs> some people like to talk more some people like to talk less and there are deeper reasons for that some people like to observe more some people like to be more of the center of attention astrology it's I just, I see a lot of the psychology in it and that's what I appreciate about it. Yeah, it talks about like people's inner worlds, what they care about more than other things. And for some people, they might really resonate with their sign. Some people might not. But especially if you're someone who's kind of like lost in life and you're open-minded to understanding why you're lost. I think that these things can be helpful. But like I said earlier, there can be more of a harmful side to where it's not good to like excuse your behavior by saying, oh, I'm this type of zodiac sign. And that's why I acted poorly. And that's why I shouldn't apologize or something like no, okay, that's that's not really acceptable. But I mean, should it be called a science? No, it's it's not on the same level as science. But I think that like there is some insight that you can learn from it. So I actually just stopped recording for a second to look up some information about if like the zodiac signs have shifted. 
And I have found some interesting articles so far. The first one I found was saying how, you know, in 2016, NASA announced a new like Zodiac system. And it also announced that there were actually 13 signs. But now I'm reading an article that says like, actually follows artificial constellations. So it has more of a static, like it has an actual static set of star systems. And I don't know, I'm not <laughs> able to explain this to the full extent, but there's definitely a lot of controversy on this. And I think overall, this is just a loaded subject, all of this. And I wanted to talk about it and just say like, there is a gray area. I believe that it is helpful to understand yourself and others. You know, for example, in my own family, I think what's interesting is when you look at if someone is a water sign, a fire sign, an earth sign, or an air sign. And just to give a little brief description of each, if you're a water sign, you're very emotional and intuitive. If you're a fire sign, you love to like put yourself out there. You're very outgoing, um, but you can also be a little like hot-headed or impulsive, but that can be a good thing in some, like in some situations, if you're more of a decisive person and, you know, I aspire to be more of a direct person in my life. You know, sometimes I sugarcoat things or I'll, what's it called? I'll be indecisive or I'll be just like too subtle about things instead of saying what's actually on my mind. So that's what I admire about fire signs is that they're usually pretty direct and what else? Okay, so then there's earth signs, which the great thing about them is that they're very grounded. <clears throat> they're very grounded. They are have more stability. They're just a more stable person, personality type. Um, but they can, because they're like grounded and so rooted, sometimes they can be like a bit stubborn. And I'm realizing that I'm like saying all the... <laughs> like the negative things about the other signs, except for my own. So for, okay, as a water sign, you know, being very emotional, I, well, I think obviously that kind of says in itself, like being emotional, it's not always a good thing. <laughs> but, um, and then the last sign, type of sign, which would be air, I believe air signs are more about like, they're very into idealism, they're very idealistic, optimistic. They have, they love talking about like ideas and they're pretty fast thinking usually. So I think that's the thing about air signs. That's, those are just very brief summaries of what I know and how I perceive them. What I was saying was like in my own family, what I've realized is that my mom and I are both water signs, very emotional. And then my dad and my brother are fire signs. And what's interesting is that, you know, throughout my life, my mom and I have clashed. There was, there was a year or two where we were clashing a lot. I think it's interesting to point that out because when you look at like the type of signs that we are, um, you know, you can clash with your own sign sometimes because too much, you know, if you're with someone who's too similar to you, that can be triggering because if you're around someone who's very similar to you 
and you see aspects in them that you don't like, it's like, well, that's what you're like. So you're getting annoyed by your own, the things that you do yourself. <laughs> and it's just cause like, that was a weird laugh just a few seconds ago. <laughs> I'm trying to make this podcast a bit more lighthearted guys. If you can't tell, I, I like talking about deep things, but I also like want to make it still like a lighthearted thing. Like we're here to discuss ideas. So anyways, going back to that, it can be helpful to see like, oh, okay, we're clashing because maybe we have very similar personality types or maybe we're both very emotional. And when you get that realization, I think it helps a lot when you're dealing with conflict and even just like knowing something small like that, you can step back from the situation and be like, oh, okay, this is why we're having a lot of conflict lately, you know? And you don't even have to like talk about the the signs and like how you're both water signs or whatever, but even just kind of realizing, okay, maybe we are wired different or maybe because we're wired so similarly, <laughs> we're not getting anywhere on this um, because, you know, balance, you need a balance of personality types. I find that when you're with someone who kind of balances you out, they compliment you. I think that helps to resolve things quicker. That's what I've noticed like in my personal relationships and with my boyfriend, actually, like he's a lot better at being direct and I'm, and he's also like very good at being logical. Whereas like, I'll be very emotional. And so he really helps balance me out, bringing in the logic and being able to just like have more fun in life as well. Um, because sometimes I take life too seriously. So, which is why, you know, that's one reason why I like to talk about taking life less seriously is because when I realize that I need to step back and have more fun, that's when I feel better mentally because I'm realizing, oh, okay, maybe I'm feeling very down because I'm just taking life too seriously or taking myself too seriously. So being around someone who has a different kind of personality can really help to like balance out that dynamic. Whereas if you're with someone who's very similar, like has a similar way of maybe confrontation or Maybe if you have like similar attachment styles, which, you know, attachment styles, there's avoidant, there's anxious, and there's secure. There might be one other one. I actually talked about this in my episode with Nista, which was two episodes ago, where we talked about avoidant attachment. So for example, if you're both, if you're like in a relationship and both of you have an avoidant attachment, that might end up in a situation where neither of you end up really talking about your feelings or talking about issues that might come up in the relationship. So that's more, um, that relates to psychology. And there are a lot of things in psychology which are actually proven based on studies. Whereas, you know, astrology, as far as I know, there aren't proven studies and proven theories about it which makes it a pseudoscience, whereas psychology is actually a science. It's, I mean, it's a more of a social science, not a hard science, but anyways, the main point I'm trying to get at is that 
there are things from astrology and human design and even numerology, which is a whole nother thing. Um, but that's also based on your birthday and all these different things that kind of help you to understand your personality or understand other people's personality. I think there are a lot of helpful elements to it. And there are things that aren't as helpful. So, you know, take what resonates with you and whether this podcast episode resonates with you or not, I think it's important to learn about, to learn about how there's a gray area within subjects like this. (laughs) And at this point, I feel like I'm burning out in my mind. (laughs) I feel like when you talk about astrology, at least for me, I get so self-conscious because I know a lot of people who make fun of it, but also I know a lot of people who are into it. And it's like, I don't know how to talk about it really because I see both sides. And that's honestly where I have a lot of trouble in life sometimes, or that's where I'll get like some internal conflict is I don't know where I stand sometimes because I can see both sides. I can see like how it could be seen as a joke and like how it is, it could be seen as inaccurate and delusional even. I don't know, maybe not delusional, but I don't know. Let me know if you're also like this because sometimes I feel pretty alone in seeing both sides and then not being able to really take much of a stance. But with this, with astrology specifically, you know, since I studied psychology, I I think that there is, you know, if you if you're someone who wants to understand other people better, I think that's where it can be really helpful. And I think I said this before, like if you're someone who wants to understand yourself better, your desires, your weaknesses, things that you're best at, situations that you're best in, and maybe even, you know, there's a lot of astrology you can apply to dating and significant others and how to, how you interact with a romantic partner and what type of things are your love language. Love languages, you know, that's a whole nother thing that we can go into as well. I don't, yeah, I mean, love languages, that's also just another, that's like a psychology thing of understanding um, how people show love differently. I hope that this conversation at least like gave you a little bit of insight or a little bit of perspective, especially if you're someone like me who sees a little bit in like sees the controversy and sees how people can disagree about this. The last thing I also wanted to mention, a friend of mine asked me to talk about some things with like how psychology is taught in America and just my thoughts on that. So I'm going to give a pro and a con. I'll, I'll talk about something that I really loved about my psychology degree and something that I definitely disagreed with. So I remember in another class, it was the class called social psychology. We were watching a video and talking about people's, people's impulses or like basically intuition. That was one of the subjects that we were talking about. And the video, I remember this one part where the the voice in the video, it was talking about how 
oh yeah, the human intuition is actually very inaccurate. And that's why blah, 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 blah. And uh, I got a little triggered watching that because I was like, that was after my spiritual awakening. I was just like, what? Are we really teaching people not to listen to their intuition? Okay, I have some thoughts on this. So, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram or if you knew me from a different platform, you know that I am very into helping people hear their intuition because when you're able to hear your intuition correctly, you know, I think maybe what the video was saying to give it the benefit of the doubt, maybe the point it was trying to get at was like, sometimes you can read your intuition wrong or yeah, that can be something that happens where you don't hear your intuition clearly and you think it's telling you to do something else. Um, and that's probably a case where you're acting out of fear. And so it's telling you to do something that might be inaccurate because you're in like a fearful state of mind. But anyways, yeah, that's just something I wanted to say I did not like. Uh, that was one thing I really disagreed with in one of my classes. I was just like, wow, this is exactly why people are so disconnected from their intuitions. It is because our education system has taught us to only rely on external sources and authority, you know, authority as a source of all our information, which, I mean, you can hear me. I'm just like triggered by that because that leads to feeling very disconnected from your body and very disconnected from, for example, knowing what to put in your body, diet. And I can see that diets can be very, very unhelpful. And I believe in intuitive eating. And overall, I just believe that if we learned how to listen to our intuition, we wouldn't have so much, so many depressed or anxious people because we teach people from a young age to only listen to like textbooks or authority figures or anything but their own inner wisdom. You know, that's, I think that's when you can, you'll see like a large part of the population not connected to their body, not connected to their mind, feeling very out of touch with their soul, feeling lost, feeling unfulfilled. So that's why intuition is such a big thing for me. Um, and that's why I believe it's important to tell people to listen to their intuition and learn how to listen to it. It can take time. So while that video had a point, like, I think more so, I think that video, if you replace the word intuition with impulse, I think that is more accurate to say like, yeah, re relying on your impulses can be very lead, you know, it can be very inaccurate, but intuition is different than impulse. So I want to make that distinction. And lastly, the last thing I want to say is something that I did really like about my psychology degree, which was it taught me that overall what happens in your nervous system can really influence your physical health. So for example, people, when I was learning about like schizophrenia and 
schizoid and like all those different personality personality disorders i remember a lot of the causes were people from a young age were suppressing their feelings and those suppressed feelings ended up manifesting into some of these disorders now that's not the only cause of course there are so many other causes but that was a pattern i saw when learning about personality disorders and things like depression and anxiety what they all had in common was if you have to suppress or repress your emotions from a young age that can really interfere with your nervous system and your development so that really taught me the importance of feeling emotions, which is why I talk about it so much in my content. Because your nervous system, um, if you don't take care of it, like an excess of energy that builds up into in your nervous system that you don't end up releasing, that is anxiety. That can result in anxiety. And it could also result in depression in different ways, you know. So yeah, that's a really positive thing that I got from my degree that has given me such a different outlook on life. And yeah, it's it's a very helpful perspective to have. So I'll leave that there as far as the content of this episode. But lastly, I wanna mention that I have made new merch and the link is going to be down below so check out my new merch i have a sweatshirt it comes in sweatshirts and t-shirts i have a really pretty design of a moon with flowers it's super simplistic minimalistic um i have i think the colors are like white blue pink they're all light colors and i really like how it turned out you know Basically, I like to design shirts and different mugs and things that I wish I saw in stores, but sometimes my style is just, I don't know, I can't find it in stores. So if you want to support me in this podcast, please go check that out and buy either a sweatshirt or I might even have mugs with this too. So please go check that out and follow me on Instagram if you're not already. I post on there pretty much daily and yeah, uh, give this show a rating, share with a friend. If you found this interesting, um, check out the links below that I used as sources for this and that's it. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys next time next week and have a beautiful rest of your day guys. Bye.